How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast. And let's just jump right into today's subject, where essentially, um, <laughs> I, I seem to do this a lot, but essentially, I wanted to start this podcast, actually, or not start, talk about something that would be in the, for the majority of individuals, in um would be a very positive podcast. Essentially, I was about to talk about just a lot of different things I've been observing in recent times um, when it comes to politics and essentially like the things that um, the current majority party is focusing on addressing. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this was because I saw something out of an appeals court in California recently just ruled that Yes, Amazon is actually responsible for safety standards, not only for the products it sells, but for all the products that are sold on its platform, essentially by third-party sellers as well, giving them more responsibility of of having to vet sellers and making sure that you know shitty people aren't selling very dangerous products on their platform. And I agree with that because for a majority of people that shop on Amazon, I don't think a lot of them realize that a lot of the products that they're buying maybe like 30, 40% of them are actually coming from the manufacturer or the distributor of like big name products. And the rest of them are coming from third party entities that are essentially selling their products um, to their, to Amazon's warehouse to, to store. And then they're creating their kind of like their own store through Amazon. And then Amazon gets a cut of all the sales that they make. Um, this kind of helps Amazon really just, manage their, their warehouses and manage their inventory and, and really uh, puts the responsibility of, it, it like shares the responsibility of of products amongst the seller and Amazon. And so I, I thought that was really great. I thought like hearing that news, obviously Amazon's probably going to appeal it. They're probably going to appeal it to the, uh, that came out of California. So they're probably going to appeal it to the, the California Supreme Court. And then um, if it doesn't work out for them there, then they'll take it all the way to the Supreme Court, essentially. But it's definitely a win for buyers because, you know, one of the reasons why I don't buy anything really for my daughter from Amazon is because of that fact that I feel that a majority of the products on there could be sold by just any random person. And who knows what they're doing with these products before they send them to, to Amazon. There's been a lot of horror stories, especially when it comes to like... Uh, food products that have either been expired, tampered with, you name it. Um, so I'm not even going to risk that. And really, I only shop on Amazon when I know, like I've done huge review searching on on a given product. But anyways, um, I wanted to talk about like how that was like that court decision was awesome. How like the uh, recent president's um, agenda with passing uh, a huge, st- st- not stimulus package, but a huge spending package, essentially in in hopes of rejuvenating our infrastructure, developing more jobs, giving more money to to um to struggling families when it comes to like childcare, and essentially making all of preschool free for every every family member, no matter what your income level is, um, which I thought was like all good stuff. But then it got me thinking. I was like, wait, whoa, 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 Jason. Slow down here. 
You know that both political parties, this is why I hate the two-party system, but both political parties, they represent different philosophical perspectives, but they are not direct representatives of those political ideologies, I guess. So the conservative party and the liberal party, like both uh, Republicans and Democrats want to claim that they are like for Democrats they're they're the Liberal Party and for conservatives that they are the uh, or the Republican Party wants to claim that conservatives but they're truly not because if you look at the way that these parties vote they really vote in favor of the lobbying groups that give their parties a ton of money to essentially vote in certain ways a, a lot a majority of what they do vote on does in theory, go towards that specific ideology, but you can find many instances that that doesn't work that way. Um, you could just look at the voting history for for you know all of Congress and the president and everything of that nature. And the reason why is, like I said, they're you know they they do the most for those that are financing their campaigns. Makes sense, obviously. Like um, a lot of these politicians want to stay in power and the only way they're going to stay in power is if they rub shoulders with the people that essentially fund their campaigns in the first place it's corrupt and it's it's garbage and i'll never understand why the supreme court really supported like super PACs, for instance i mean i do understand but i'll just i won't understand at the same time but when i was starting to see like all this positive news for like the average citizen it got me thinking here for a second. I was like, wait a second. And this, I don't want this to sound like conspiracy talk because it's not, but it's really intelligent how, I don't know if it's just corporatism and essentially like how they're, they're keeping their finger on the pulse of, of the average citizen. And, and uh, because right now uh, the average American is on a super fine line at any point they could break. And, they can either go super bankrupt. They can go into, um, like the average middle class family is definitely struggling in a different way currently. And when enough people are struggling, a lot of extreme perspectives can happen, right? People can essentially what happened on the Capitol uh, earlier this year that in in some way could happen towards any other given thing. Like you feel like the banks are taking advantage of you. So people riot and they destroy banks. Um, Or you have people going against specific large corporations. And so I'm, I'm really starting to understand like how corporations do this. This whole cyclical cycle of every 10 year or every eight to 10 years, it's, it's, Republicans that are in the majority and then another 10 years where it's Democrats in the majority. For a while, it didn't really make sense to me why that happened because it just seemed that things worked better under a specific political party than it did the other. But I still didn't understand why there was this cycle. It's weird. You could look at the cycle. It's like 10 years Republican, 10 years Democrat, 10 years Republican, 10 years Democrat. It's never been like 20 years straight of, of Republican rule and 20 years straight of Democratic rule. And I, I think the way when normally it's framed as, oh, you know, the people get tired of one political party, then they move to the other. No, 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 no. It's n- not that simple. I think the way it works is that essentially 
corporations are they know it's a long game for them, right? They know that they can't make an immediate change in the system because if they do, people become uncomfortable. It can affect a lot of people's lives. And so by doing so, uh, it increases the odds that there's going to be an uprising against their agenda, right? And so corporations don't want that. They don't want like their companies to be broken up. They don't want to uh, be considered monopolies. They don't want to be considered like, oh, they're generating a ton of wealth. They have to... You know, we have to tax the living daylights out of them. No, it is a super, super fine line of things that they have to that they can get away with, and if they push that, they know that at any point you get enough people, enough average citizens that get tired of it, and the narrative can definitely move at an accelerated rate, especially because of social media, and because of that, um, could cause a lot of mayhem for the just the ballet of what they're doing uh, right and so i think the way they purposely the corporations purposely allow this cyclical cycle to exist because what they do is they bring in the republican party um and their the frame right is that for the republican party they're pro-business and by being pro-business that helps the little guy as well because the more money businesses get the idea is that it trickles down to the average worker, which it doesn't. And I think a lot of people are starting to understand that that's not the case, right? But Republican Party will do all in their power to kind of benefit those that are in a better financial position than others, right? And then, but if you kept, let's say you had 20 years of this, right? And you had 20 years of Republicans essentially doing this over and over and over again. Eventually, people would get super agitated, super pissed off, and then you would have a lot of issues going on. And so they start to kind of take their their money away from the Republican Party and they start financing uh, neoliberals, essentially people that are pro-business but are liberals, and they start financing them and get them elected into office, right? And so now you start to go towards the Democratic Party and now you have Democrats in power, but they're not your typical liberals they're liberals that are still in favor of business but you know they have to give the impression that they're fighting against the republican party the pro-business party and so they have to pass certain legislation that on for a face value looks great for the average person but when you start to read the fine line it just it doesn't do enough but it it like it doesn't do more is what i'm trying to say it just does enough to keep people calm right and then so people get comfortable and then you get eight to ten years of that comfortability but then people get tired of it right they they feel like they can make more money and and they start to get this tease of like the economics is starting to 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 move faster and faster towards like more and more wealth and people are getting a little bit more money in their bank and so now they're starting to all think conservative right it's like i don't want to lose I don't want to ta- be taxed on this money. I'm, I'm starting to make a little bit more money. And so you don't want also this idea of, of like, uh, I'm never going to be rich, right? Because the, av- the the American dream, the way it's sold to everyone is that, you know, you, you're just, you're the next person in line to be a millionaire. It's just this one invention away, one hour away, you know, one, one step that you need to do before you become a millionaire in your life, Right. And every average American thinks that it's 
it could be their their ticket to becoming super wealthy. And so if you allow Democrats to stay in office for too long, you start robbing people of that that idea, right? Because of the narrative that they're pushing. And so eventually people will start to kind of uprise against that ideology. And you never want that, right? You never want people to go too crazy because if you do, you can't control them. They start to make reckless decisions and you can't understand the human psyche when it starts to become so vastly emotional in the way that they do things. And so they have to manage this control. And so essentially what corporations will do is then they take their money and their wealth and they start to liquidate it towards the Republican Party to get them back into power, especially when the economics seems a lot better for the average person. And then Republicans take office, right? And then they start. But each party is moving the needle forward just a little bit more, right? Helping businesses make just a little bit more money, right? And then, but that becomes exponential because in finance, the more money you have, you can essentially exponent that, to make more money. And so you start to look at this graph of the stock market and you start to see like this huge linear growth for corporations. And it's not because, um, you know, it was just a Republican party or just a democratic party. No, it was just that by moving this needle so far ahead, slowly, but surely all of this wealth that slowly has been building up for these corporations They've been able to kind of take that money and, and grow it more with interest and and be that much more wealthier. And and the crazy thing too is that they've they've made themselves so important now that if you were to allow any one of these corporations in, in almost any category of thing that you're talking about, telecommunications, um, transportation, hospitality, if you let like the big, big dogs fail, it could theoretically impact all the rest of the industries. They're all intertwined so tightly now, right? We noticed this in the financial crisis of 2008, how essentially the housing market affected everything else. And so now corporations are becoming too big to fail. They have too strong of an influence now that they have too much power. Not because of the fact that, not only because of the fact that they have direct financial influence on politicians, but because of this idea that if they do fail, it could deteriorate all of the American economics as it exists now, right? And so they've gotten so big that you just can't let them fail anymore. And it's disgusting, in my opinion. It's very smart. It's very intelligent how it works out this way. But it's always framed as a specific narrative, right? That this is ultimately what each party is doing. But don't be blinded by that perspective because essentially... They're on the same team. Democrats and Republicans, whether they agree with the idea or not, they are on the same team because they're ultimately being financed by those that have so much wealth that they can move the needle however way they want. And these businesses, I don't think they're collaborating amongst one another. That'd be crazy if they were and scary and I think potentially illegal as well. But they're all in their own personal efforts are doing such a good job in lobbying that they are directly controlling just how much this their influence exists in average people's lives. And I don't see that ever disappearing. Not unless the two-party system were to be completely eradicated, you were to get rid of super PACs, 
you were uh, able to get away from corporations being able to donate to individuals for their campaigns. Unless you were able to do, to do those two things, if you're going to start to see like wild stuff in, in the news where essentially like businesses will start to push um, push on the humanitarian perspective of things, right? Well, they'll push this, this agenda where, you know, they need to, they need some regulation to, to disappear. And so they need the Republican party to come in to kind of remove those regulations. And then you'll start to see like more and more shitty news coming out. And then they'll bring in the democratic party, right. As like the fix to all the problems, right. The problems that they caused, but they're going to go ahead and fund a, a party that's on like in face value going to do harm to their business, but they're not though. They're only going to push just a small legislation here and there where it will get this massive headline that's like, oh, like uh, one for the people, you know, and it's going to, and this is going to give it a punch to like corporations, like screw you guys, but it's not because it's never enough to really make that big of a difference in corporations and, and Democrats know that. And it's, so like they're doing such a good job of acting right and when they say politicians are good liars they really are they're actually phenomenal actors because they want they make people believe that they care about you and that they have an agenda that they are always focused on doing but that's not what they're doing they're just waiting until they get that next message from their lobbyist or their donor and as to what they need to do uh, and what, the, where they need to vote. And that level of corruption is pretty scary. It's very intimidating as well, because I don't want to live in an America 20 years from now that has been after so many years. I mean, like think about it since the industrial revolution. So the last hundred years, they've been slowly moving this needle, right? Pushing this agenda, pushing this agenda. And it's a slow game. But they don't care because they know at the end, the only reason they exist is to generate more wealth for their investors. But they can't do it, you know, like that because if they do, it disrupts everything, creates a lot of change for people. People aren't used to that and you get a lot of uprising. So you just do it slowly, slowly, slowly. And like I, I can only imagine where 20 years from now it's going to be like because now we're starting to see like this huge spike in this linear, like not linear, but graphical change in, in wealth for corporations and wealthy people and everything of that nature. It's because that exponential growth is finally, we're at that point now. After the last hundred years, they can't make any minute changes anymore because any minute change they make, it still has such an exponential impact on the system. And I think they're kind of afraid of that as well because they're starting to realize that. And so um, they're kind of confused as to what to do next. And I hope in that confusion, the people do realize what's going on, right, with both parties. They drop both parties and they move towards a system that is more in favor of the people. But until then, you know, I hope I can bring some level of awareness. I don't think I did a really good job of framing that really for, for people to understand. And uh, I would love to talk about this more in the future um, the more I talk about a given subject, the better it's going to come out. This is just something I just thought about very recently, but 
it it makes so much sense to me because like you understand these are the components of both political parties. And then when you mix that information with like the cyclical cycle of how, you know, it's always like eight to 10 years, one party and then eight to 10 years, the other party. And then it switches back and forth, back and forth. It makes so much sense. It's making so much sense now. It's because they want to maintain the status quo and they don't want you to make an uprising against what they're doing. Because if you do, then everything they've built up the last hundred year, hundred years plus goes down the drain and they don't want that. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast and I will catch you guys manana. Peace.